In this episode of the Choosing Happy podcast, I share my perspective on handling personal and global changes with an emphasis on the importance of belief systems, values and identity. I cover topics like fear, awakening, spiritual alignment, intuition, manifestation techniques, self-care and holding energy high. I'm Heather Masters and this is the Choosing Happy podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's Choosing Happy podcast. It's been a busy few weeks for me relaunching my business, um, keeping up to date with the daily posts for the 100 Days of Happy. We've passed the 50-day mark, so I'm really pleased with that. And I've got some new products and services which are really around supporting you and others with the changes that are happening around the world in a positive way, helping us focus on the light at the end of the tunnel and creating the world that we want to see, irrespective of what's going on outside. And that's a little bit of what today's podcast is about. I'd like to take the opportunity in this podcast to talk about our beliefs, our values, and our identity and how who we believe we are and the values that come from that and the beliefs that we take on at a very early age are probably keeping us in suffering in a time when change is massive and we're really being called to question everything we thought we knew. If you want some tips on coping with this, then listen on. Um, I'm going to cover most of this in this week's Choosing Happy podcast. If you're like me, you'll have spent the last couple of years watching things that you held as truths, everyday things and more fundamental beliefs be challenged on all sides. When I went to school, I took it that the teachers and those in authority were telling me the truth, that what I was being taught was what's really happened, that history was history. One of the things I am really grateful for from my schooling, because I'm a little bit older than most, is that I was encouraged to be a critical thinker, to question, to do research. Even in religious studies, when I did a religious education A-level in the UK, I was asked to do the research, to present arguments for and against. And again, when I did my degree in computer science, some of the, the management side of it was about presenting arguments for and against project management techniques and when they could be applied and when they maybe were not the best things to be applied at the time. And that critical thinking means that I have the ability to step back and question things. I haven't always been great at that. 
I have been one of those people who've been really stuck in my beliefs. And I used to argue and attempt to press my beliefs onto other people. And I fully acknowledge that. And that's been a real learning over the last few years. That what I believe and what someone else believes is actually up to us. And that we have that choice. We have that freedom to hold opposing opinions. And it's the opposing opinions that help us learn. If we come up against someone who causes us the most pain and distress in life, they're often our greatest teachers. They're, from a neuro-linguistic programming perspective, our projection, our creation of someone to challenge us so that we can grow, so that we can learn. And it's that ability to step back and look at that projection and see which part of you is being projected, which what's coming up for healing, where is the resistance that's causing the suffering. More recently, my delve into spirituality, my openness to become aligned and to work from intuition and guidance has created the realization that love can't exist where there is fear. Love can't exist where there's negative emotion. God can't exist where there's anything else but love. And that's quite a powerful realization because it gives you the opportunity to question if there is despair, if there is anger, if there is judgment and hatred, then God is missing. My intuition is missing. I'm coming from the, the ego self, the personality self. I'm basing this on a limited past history that often doesn't allow for new experiences. The ego wants to keep us safe and uses all of the past information to keep us safe. But when things are changing, when there are new environments and there are evidential happenings that go completely against what we know, it can be an absolute struggle to allow something to be true. Now, I remember living in South Africa. And I remember watching a comedy about a tribal member using the toilet for the first time. And it reminded me of my days in, in IT, again, showing my age. I worked with mainframe computers and VDU screens, visual display units. When the PCs came in, when Windows came in, it was an assumption from the management team that because we were all in IT and technical, that we would immediately know what this completely different beast of a computer was and how it worked. So they replaced them without any training. And the disk drives were used as coffee holders. We didn't understand exactly how the mouse worked because it was completely new technology. It was something we hadn't come across, we hadn't learned. It's the same as giving teenagers today a traditional dial-up phone. They struggle with it. Give them a VHS video recorder that they've never seen before and they wouldn't know how it worked. And it's all of these things that 
experience shows us that we really do rely often on what we already know. And we find it challenging, most challenging and most frustrating when we're given something that is completely foreign to us. But what's even more of a challenge is the things that we thought we knew and then finding out that actually they're completely foreign to us. They're flipped around. If you like thinking about uh, an example of this is the, the upside down in Stranger Things, that perhaps our world, right at this moment, we're in the upside down. We're in that hell that's created by the conscious thought of humanity and that it's up to us to change our way of thinking to see reality for what it is, to see the wizard behind the curtain in order to create a future and a world where we want our children to live and to inherit. There's so much going on in the world that if you are awake to it and you've done your research and you really have looked, you know that your mind's been blown and everything you thought was true isn't. And there are hundreds of people every day waking up to this little by little without knowing the full picture. Now, I don't believe I even know the full picture. I, I think I've only scratched the surface, but I know a lot more than people who are just starting to explore. And what does this do for your belief system? What does this do for the part of you that wants to keep you where you are, that wants to protect you in the past when the past doesn't work anymore? There is no normal anymore. We're going through a massive global shift in every aspect of life. We are seeing some of the most horrific things in history unfold before us. So how do you keep your bearings? How do you stay centred? Well, the really only answer to that is to coming back to your true self, to your true north, tuning back in to your gift of intuition and recognising that as a human, we have so much more power, perspective and ability to create than we've ever been taught in school. That intuition, the ability to imagine, to visualize, can change the future. It's already been proven when group meditations happen that there's a shift around whatever they're meditating on. And we can create this shift by coming together which is why we see the world being torn apart. So how can you begin? How can you begin to step into your centre? The main thing is to recognise that fear is a means of detaching you from your core, from your intuition, from your peace, from yourself, from your power to change, to, to make that change in the future to visualize and imagine a world you want to see. Manifestation techniques are becoming validated daily. We see the work of Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton 
We see the power to heal the body from within, from our belief system, from what we visualize. And the most important thing to recognize is that you actually don't have to change your beliefs. It's about changing your focus. It's a practice, it's a habit, focusing on what you want. It's not merely about repeating affirmations. It's about focusing on what you want with the feeling that you already have it. What will it feel like for that to be true for you? What would it feel like to be in a, wor a world that is essentially peaceful, where everyone works together for the common good, where we collaborate? I'm not saying there aren't arguments or disagreements because we allow for that. We allow for differences of opinion because that's how we grow. But at the same time, we're not trying to kill each other. We're not trying to hurt children. We're not against each other. We recognize that at the end of the day, we all came from the same oneness and we return to the same oneness. It doesn't matter what you call that oneness. Whatever name you have for it, we all have a, a connection. We all come out of the same sea. We're all grains of sand landing on the shore and then returning with the next wave. So begin by doing your best to release fear, to removing yourself from the fray, from the horrors of the news. And I'm not saying ignoring reality, because there's that fine line in order to be able to create, you have to acknowledge reality in where you are and then decide what you want instead and put your focus there. And the more that you understand about where we are, the greater impact you can have in terms of what you're visualizing for the future and recognizing why you're being called, what your purpose is at this time. There's, there's kind of a, a line of awakening and action. You have people who are partially awake and are waking others up. You have others who are protesting and fighting for the good of humanity. And you have others who are warriors of light, who are holding the vision for humanity, who are resisting by just saying no, by standing in their truth, by standing in their sovereignty. So there's different approaches, and I think the approaches really depend on who you are. There are others who are continuing on, not even mentioning it, but holding the light and holding the vision for a different humanity. And I think, personally, this is only my opinion, I, I think it is down to why you're here at this particular time in history and your own instructions, your own guidance, your own dharma, your own purpose as to what you're here to do and how you're here to deliver. So point one, step away from fear. Step away from too much social media, too much mainstream news. Don't ignore it. Take the headlines. Be guided to what you need to be aware of. 
and then step away and just notice, create an awareness of when it's taking your energy down. The, the gift is to be able to hold your energy high, irrespective of what's happening outside of you. And that can be really tough if things are dark and dismal around you, to be able to hold your energy and hold that space so that you create something different. It's that absolute knowledge and trust that you have the power, that you are supported, that the universe is working for you and you can work with the universe to create something magnificent, even amidst hell. Number two is to practice, to, to meditate, to practice dropping into your heart space. Do the heart math course, buy the book, do the exercises, so that you're dropping into that space of knowing, of connection, of alignment with something, the greater part of you, that's the highest part of you that's connected to source, to God, to whichever God you choose, and then follow your inner guidance. In a world ruled by lies, step back into yourself to connect to the truth. These are just a couple of ways. Create better habits for yourself. Begin to care for yourself. One of the other great quotes I heard just yesterday was to focus on the best and plan for the worst so that you're looking after yourself no matter what happens, that you buy that insurance, but that's not what you're focused on. You, you know you'll never need it, but you've got it just in case. Pay more attention to your health, to your strengths, physically, mentally, spiritually. Create habits of focusing on a future that you want for you, your family and the world. Throughout this Choosing Happy podcast, I've listed different ways to, to stay positive, to keep your energy high in emergencies, because I've been so aware of what's happening in the world. And the reason that I'm speaking out more today is I just have a sense that the next couple of months are just going to be so much harder than we've already seen, and we've seen some tough years. And because of that, I'm launching the Awakened Entrepreneur Community and I'll be putting out the details in the show notes. But the reason for me creating that is so that you can meet like-minded people who are awake, who are aware of what's happening. And maybe like you, maybe you're unsure of of your part in all of this and how to take action and how to make a difference and how to support yourself and your family. And you can get some answers and have some discussions. So I'll put those details in the show notes. And the final thoughts. I, I think we're moving to greater things, but often the old has to collapse to make way for the new. And I think we're, we're on the bridge now and we'll be watching things fall pretty soon. And that's really good news in one way, but collapses come with casualties. And it's the ability to stay centred through all of that and to 
really step into your part, into your truth at this time. If you need help with that, drop me an email. I'm also opening a coaching program to help folks over the next few months. If you want to be held accountable, if you want to be supported by someone who is well aware of what's really happening, what's behind that curtain, then please do get in touch. And I wish you all well. It's not all, as I say, it's not all doom and gloom. And I believe many of us can thrive and benefit and build something new and wonderful. And we may need to be supported to do that. So thank you for listening. I'll see you again next week with another episode of the Choosing Happy Podcast.